Hello guys and welcome to the Real Geek Talk. Today's episode is about the most beautiful Konoichi, Sakura Harano. Now a little bit about Sakura. Sakura was born in the village and in Leeds and has lived a pretty much normal childhood. She complains about her parents like typical children do. She gets teased about her forehead and even has a cute little childhood crush on a certain someone which will be discussed later. Sakura is also pretty book smart and is only one of three to actually complete the written portion of the tuning exam. The other two being Hinata Hyuga and Shikamaru Naro. However, if you've never seen an episode of Naruto nor read the manga, you may hear from the fandom that she is useless and this and thus write her off as a character. However, what I have come to learn by watching the show for myself is that this ideal is rooted in misogynistic ideals and lacks basic comprehension of her character development. So let's take an in-depth in-depth look at Sakura Haruna. When Sakura is first introduced on the show, we see that she has a crush on Sasuke Uchiha and like the other kids in her class, finds Naruto a bit of an annoyance. Upon graduating the academy, she is placed in a three-man team with Naruto and Sasuke with Kakashi, the infamous copycat ninja, as their jonin or squad leader. From this introduction alone, Sakura's personality is pretty bland. But as the show progresses, we see her develop more into a more interesting individual. Sakura, unlike her team, has been... Sakura, unlike her team, has has been pretty sheltered from the real world and unlike the rest of majority of her classmates doesn't come from a from a clan like the naru the nara or the uchiha or the hyuga sakura's first taste of the real world is during the forest of death where she encounters orochimaru and his sound ninja this gives her a dose of what is to what this gives her a dose of what is at stake of being a ninja and a, ch- and a change in how she perceives the world. Her relationship with her team, especially Naruto, is a very important factor in her development. Sakura finds Naruto to be a brat, and there is a moment where while talking to Sasuke, she states, due to not having parents, that Naruto does not have the proper skills to function proper in society, nor knows things you know basic things like right from wrong many in the fandom take this scene as sakura making fun of an orphan in front of an orphan which is not the case sakura at this point in time she is 12 years old and like many children in this age group they dislike their parents telling them what to do especially chores like we all been there we all be like oh i hate when my mama told me to do chores and oh, i don't want to do my room like you know like you can clean room Sakura is at the age. She's a, as I stated, she's a typical child. She's that is a a pretty normal childlike response. So in her eyes, Naruto to her is living the dream. Like she don't got nobody. He don't got nobody telling him what to do. Got nobody, you know, cleaning up the, you know, got nobody telling him to clean the room. And this show, this is even shown more evident in the Road to Naruto movie, in which they are transported in this alternate reality where Naruto has both his parents and he understands he's the Hokage but not Sakura doesn't have a parent so at the moment she's like oh cool no parents yay but then she starts to miss her parents so 
the fact that that scene is just like oh she's just insulting an orphan in front of an orphan oh she's she doesn't have no empathy she stuff blah 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 it's like did y'all not understand like you have to literally watch the scene from beginning to end to understand the context of what she's saying and then she is also reprimanded by Sasuke who refers to her as annoying and because of this lack of comprehending is not only with Sakura's character but also with Sasuke's character as well which will be go which we will discuss in a later video when Sasuke leaves Konoha to pursue power by going to Urushimaru because he gave him a curse mark. Naruto goes off the chain with train with Jiraiya and Sakura, not wanting to know, not wanting to rely on her team, goes to Lady Sanade and asks her take training, which she does. Sunade, Jiraiya, and Osumaru are the legendary signing, and after the three-year time skip, we see how Team Seven has grown under the tutelage of these legendary signing, which is like, I'm so proud of my babies. Sakura, like Naruto, wants to rescue Sasuke. On the surface, Sasuke, Sakura wanting to rescue Sasuke seems like, oh, she's still, you know, crushing her. Like, oh, she's just doing it because she's in love with Sasuke. She really doesn't care. And I'm getting them like, do y'all not understand? The reason why she's doing this, yes, she a part of her still is in love with Sasuke, but at this point in time, it's not really a childhood crush that's that's driving her. It's like this is my teammate, you know, this is my friend, and watching him going down this path is no. And we see this is when the force of death, when um, Sakura, Sasuke comes out of you know his rest, and he's like Sakura, who hurt you? And the curse mark envelops him. And this is when Sas Sakura first sees like, oh, snap. This is not the Sasuke I know. This is not Sasuke. This is something dark and like, no, just like something darker. And when he goes, you know, he rips, you know, the guy's arms off. Sakura, Sakura like, hugs him from behind. She's like, and she's pleading with him to stop because she sees this darkness growing within him. She sees it and she doesn't want that because it's gonna change you which we all know when you on that path of hatred and revenge when you clouded by those negative emotion it does change you as an individual so sakura sees this and she's like no sakura don't do this so that's why her pursuing sasuke at this point in time is not oh because i'm crushing on him it's because no i want to save my friend which her crush went from just crush and now it's like, you know, this this love of I want to save my friend. But nobody sits there and bashes Naruto, whose primary reason to train with Jiraiya was to go after um, Sasuke, to get him back. He does all this. We gotta get Sasuke back. Like, Naruto literally goes so far and beyond for Sasuke Uchiha that nobody recomplains. Like, he literally goes to the Raikage who wants to end Sasuke because he just tried to kill his brother, Killer B. And Naruto's like, no, please don't. Like, Naruto literally catches a heart attack from all this stress literally around Sasuke. But hey, 
Nobody says, oh, Naruto is stupid or crazy for doing this much for Sasuke. Sakura does it. Oh, she just want his, she just want, she do with Sasuke. Ugh, like, really? No, I would say Naruto is worse than her. Because she ain't trusting that hard over Sasuke like that. Like, she ain't getting herself a heart attack. Sakura is also, also referred to as useless or trash due to her inactions in the team. However, Sakura, since the beginning, to me, was meant to be a support member of the team. And after training with the fifth Hokage, is now a medical ninja and under their three laws that Tsunade has in place for medical ninjas, unless those three requirements are met, they do not enter combat, which makes sense. <clears throat> Because think about it, if you in the military or whatnot, you have, you know, you have your different, you know, you have the different positions that everybody must perform. Yes, you all look out for each other, and yes, I'm pretty sure um, those in the military who are medics or whatnot, they know how to fight, but I'm pretty sure they're not going to send their medics to the front line. That just makes illogical sense. You're not going send, to send your support out there first. It's illogical. It makes no sense, because if your support is done then who's going to help you out or support you once you go into the fight? So Sakura, we know she's book smart. We see that with um, Kakashi and the trainer. Like, she's the first one who notices that, hey, she got great, perfect chakra control because she was able to go climb the tree without any issues. Sasuke and Naruto struggling a little bit. <clears throat> but Sakura, she was like, uh, I got this. And... She's always more in the back when they do go on missions, but that's not, I would say that's not necessarily her, her fault because one, usually when they do go on missions, Naruto is literally the first to rush in on something without thinking. Sasuke, he more sits back, you know, kind of observes, then makes a sort of a strategic plan, then goes out. Sakura is then left behind as, you know, backup, which makes sense because if, all three of them get knocked out. Who, who, who gonna help them? Even in the force of death, both Naruto and Sasuke were not was down for the count, and Sakura was helping them during that whole time. Because if Sakura was knocked out, those sound ninjas would have been to, took not um would have been took Sasuke, and would have been and that would have been like whoa oh that go Sasuke. But since Sakura was not down, she was there to help healed both Naruto and Sasuke during that time frame while set while setting up traps and while setting up traps to make sure you know hey I'm keeping them safe as best that I can like she does the best she can because she is literally basically support her combat skills is not on par with those two which makes sense because Naruto that's all he wants to do is be a ninja that's he well he wants to be Hokage that's his goal I'm going to be Hokage believe it that's the thing Sasuke, he's training hard because he wants to kill a certain someone. So their, so their training is going to be completely different from Sakura, whose parents is literally just regular civilians. Which I don't think they're even. I, I think her. I don't even know if her parents are even Jonin level. So their skills in combat is always going to be different. And if you are support, that doesn't make you useless. To me, that makes you um, valuable to me. To me, that makes you a little bit valuable. 
And when comparing Sakura to the rest of her team, she will always fall short. And she is the only one on her team, if, if you have not realized, is the only one on her team that does not have any trauma. Let's look at who her team is. She So that's Naruto Uzumaki. Naruto Uzumaki is the Ninetales Jinchuriki. He, upon the day of his birth, lost both his parents, has the Ninetales sealed in him, grows up alone, everybody in the village hates him. That's that's traumatic for a child, especially somebody that young, not knowing the love of a parent, the whole village hates you, and you really don't know the reason why they hate you. That's terrible. That's a very sad childhood. Sasuke Uchiha. Sasuke is the only living Uchiha in the entire village. This Uchiha clan, and this is the renowned Uchiha Uchiha clan, his, his brother is massacred the entire clan in a single day and night. Sasuke came upon his brother over the bodies of his own parents. Like, that is traumatizing. And not only that, to add on to that, when Itachi does pop up again, he traumatizes Sasuke even further by putting him in a jinjutsu, um, a jinjutsu where he has to relive the death of his parents over and over again for, for him, for us, what we see, it was probably just one minute, but for Sasuke, that was several days or hours or whatever. That's traumatizing. Kakashi Hadake, their teacher, their sensei, their Joni, and their team leader, he has a very messed up childhood. His daddy commits suicide because he decides to save his team instead of competing with the mission. He loses his sensei, which is Minato, which Minato, I know I'm probably missing decent names, I'm so sorry, who is the fourth Hokage, who is Naruto's dad. He loses his entire team. He loses Obito during a mission. He loses his friend when Ren is forced to become a Jinchuriki for a tail beast, and she jumps in front of Kakashi when he is in the middle of, you know, performing his Chidori. So he literally loses, loses his entire team. So his life is just depressing. Then bring in Sai, who, um, who comes in during Shippuden to complete Team 7 since, you know, Sasuke is now with Lord Orochimaru. Sai's childhood is best up. He was um, trained under Danzo, who had his little secret foundation where he had these kids literally fighting each other to the death. And that was pretty much like, uh, I can't remember, this. it was actually his brother or this guy, um, this individual he befriended, but they had a fight to the death. Then there's Yamato, Yamato, who um, is the t- team leader since, um, who is the team leader for Team 7 while Kakashi is off doing, you know, some other things. He has a messed up childhood. He was experimented by, he was experimented on by Lord Orochimaru, which is why he has Hashirama cells. So almost every member on the team, uh, Team 7, has some sort of traumatic background in their childhood that Sakura does not. Sakura had a pretty normal life pretty normal life and so for her to be on that team she is literally the heart of that team she brings you know the compassion the happiness you know she brings a more lighthearted thing because let's say we replace her with Hinata that a lot of people I've seen on various fandoms Naruto fandoms say oh Hinata would have did better on the squad no she would not and this is re- and there's reason why one Hinata has her own traumatic childhood two throughout throughout Naruto and somewhat in Shippuden Hinata cannot 
be around Naruto because she is in love with him, which I will get into later. <clears throat> and she almost literally passes out whenever she he even gets close to her. So if she's on the team with him, she is a hindrance. If she cannot focus herself to be around Naruto, because when she's around it, she passes out. So she is literally will be a hindrance. So that wouldn't even make sense to even put on a team. Th that would make no sense. She's a hindrance. So you're going to put a hindrance on the team? Why would you put the hindrance on the team? That makes no sense. Then there's the incident in which um, after Naruto confronts the, um, the Rokage and he goes, has this little heart attack moment, Sakura decides that she herself will attempt to kill Sasuke. She t and in order to do this, she tells Naruto that she loves him, which I truly believe that she does love him, that she, well, well we know she loves him, Cause they do have a very strong bond with each other because I would say compared to her and Sasuke, Naruto and Sakura is of their team. I would say they had a very closer bond than Naruto and Sasuke had. Naruto and Sasuke was pretty much rivals, but with Naruto and Sakura, it definitely came off more like brothers and sisters because they did hang around with each other a lot. Like, like Naruto had a serious crush on her. He would normally ask out on dates. Even though she, even though she was saying, no, I'm not going to do it or decline them. She, majority of the time, she did kind of go out with him, which is why we do see this close bond. And it's even evident in Baruto with them being adults. We see how close their bond is there. Their bonds are pretty close. Especially, and you even see it as Shippuden when it came to with Sai being on the team. And how they would try to calm each other down from flipping out on Sai and stuff. is kind of cute. It's like, it's literally like a sibling bond. But with Shippuden, and this is shown evident in the first episode, Homecoming, when Sakura um, sees Naruto after the three-year time skip, and she asks, hey, Naruto, do I look more womanly now? If that's your bestie, that's I don't think that would be a question you would ask your bestie. You're like, hey, I mean, I guess some, some people might, but for Sakura, she probably did start seeing Naruto in a different light because you know they're older now you know it's not like Sasuke is there so she probably was the thing about Sasuke if I'm not, I mean she's probably like you know thinking about him but probably not thinking about it that much and she's like hey you know because you know because now they're what teenagers like what age 16 something so yeah so those hormones is hitting so she's like hey now do we talk to I look more womany because even then in her in a monologue we said so she's like Oh my God, he's grown and he's mature. So she is definitely looking at Naruto a little bit different than she's used to. So when she does confess, like, I love you, Naruto, I do believe that she developed some sort of, some sort of romantic feelings for Naruto. It probably wasn't as strong than the one she has for Sasuke, but I do think she developed some sort of romantic interest in Naruto that just wasn't as strong as what she had for Sasuke. But I do believe that confession was actually true. And some people like, oh, she's just playing with his emotions. That was not, I would say that probably wasn't the right move to do to have that confession. But ultimately her goal was, hey, I need to stop Naruto from doing this because he is hurting himself. 
because I mean, he literally before his confession, he literally had a heart attack. Literally had a heart attack. And not only that, what causes this confession is literally what she is told by side that like Naruto is doing this because he's keeping his promise to you. And then she thinks back to you know back to when they were young and they go off the um they sent um Tsunade sends out you know a little rescue squad to retrieve Sasuke and Sasuke and Naruto tells her I promise to you know I'll you know I'll make my promise to you know bring back Sasuke so she's thinking like oh because she know how Naruto is so she's like he's literally because then Naruto is not one to go back on his word he's not he's not one to break promises so she's like he's literally holding on to this promise since from that time frame she's like I can't have Naruto doing that because this is literally killing, literally hurting him. Like, he's putting himself through all this emotion. She, and not only that, she, she also watched him get beat up by Karui and, um, uh, what's his name? Om- Omori. She literally watched him get beat up because they wanted, you know, Sasuke and, and Naruto was like, you know, you could beat me up. I'm not like, she's watching all this happen. So I think that's a lot of, um, so I think that's what a lot of people tend to forget is Sakura is literally watching Naruto go through this and she's like, in her mind, he's putting himself through this that is this level of stress about Sasuke is literally causing him to have a heart attack. Not only that, but she's also introduced to the Nine-Self Fox for the first time uh, when they're on a mission and she ends up getting hurt. That was the first time she's ever seen him, seen him in that state that scared her probably reminded her of when she first saw Sasuke with the curse mark so this is her team that she is trying to help put back together and she's learning all these things about him is probably scary which is understandable so she makes that confession to get him to stop because she figures like hey I tell him if I tell him this maybe he'll stop trying to pursue Sasuke so he won't hurt himself no more because that's literally what Naruto is really doing at this point is kind of hurting himself over Sasuke who who has gone rogue who has become a rogue ninja at this point so she goes to you know to attempt to kill Sasuke which fails which which fails because he ends up trying to kill her which at that point Sasuke is literally he 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 he's in a in some madness but it also probably shocked her when the fact that she realizes that Sasuke probably might be gone so what he can't be redeemed because he literally kills Donzo. In order to kill Donzo, he he ends up, you know, going straight through Karin. So her realizing that aftermath, obviously was not there when it actually happened, but I'm talking about when he tells her, kill Karin for me. Like, it's like this, it's a part of her that realizes maybe Sasuke can't be saved. So maybe that's what she was saying that part, which is why she probably hesitated. Like, because you got to think about it. The Sasuke she knows is, you know, is a little bit, you know, kind of, kind of cocky. I, I kind of want to say, but he's not like that. He's not that level hearted. So she's realized, okay, is this darkness inside Sasuke? Maybe he can't be saved, which is why she probably wanted to go kill him. Like I, I have to do this, but one, it's hard to kill somebody that you love. Like I know a lot of people are like, oh, probably was looking at Sasuke. Like I knew she could do it because she loved it. Yeah. You think it's easy to kill somebody that you that you have feelings for? You think like if you had to kill, let's say a zombie apocalypse happened, your uh, loved one turned to a zombie, your mother, your daddy, your your son, your daughter, your aunt, nephew, whoever, 
you think you'll be easy to pull that trigger and give him a headshot? No, you're going to hesitate. And that's exactly what happened with Sakura when she went to go kill Sasuke. She hesitated. There's still emotional, there's still an emotional connection for her with him. She, he was her teammate. So it's not going to be easy for her to actually stab him. That's not going to be easy. So for majority of the fandom to be like, oh, Sakura is, you know, useless because she couldn't kill Sasuke at this point or because of this or this. It's like, do you not understand the concept of emotions, emotional connections? Because not only that, but Naruto throughout this, throughout the show, he's always constantly talking about bonds. And I'm thinking like, maybe people are not understanding what Naruto means because clearly y'all understand what bonds you're talking about because y'all don't see the bond between Naruto, um, Sakura and Sasuke. This because y'all just passing off her emotions as mm, it's stupid which is not then going into the fourth grade ninja war sakura makes a statement after um before they perform the new um, before they become the new three-way deadline she states that i have caught up to them which gets a lot of chuckle out of majority of the fandom like technically yes by default what she stated at that point in time yes she has caught up to them they have both reached i think they to me personally they both have surpassed their teachers and said surpassed you know their teachers orochimaru jiraiya Tsunade. like at that point in time sakura had just mastered the 100 healing jutsu that lady shusune couldn't even do because you got to store in order to Master Jutsu, you have your own chakra pool, then you have to create another chakra pool, and you have to constantly store chakra into that second chakra pool, which will eventually show us um, appear as a little diamond on the forehead. So she has mastered that Jutsu. So, yes, at that point in time, at that point right there, yes, she has caught up to Naruto and Sasuke. Now, after that point, she no longer caught up to them because they end up getting the power boost from the Sage Six Paths. And it's like, okay, okay, okay. Because when you think about it, nobody's ever, when you think about it, no one's ever going to actually catch up to Naruto and Sasuke because they are constantly getting power up because of who they are. Naruto is the Jujurki. So with the, with, with his own chakra pool of being, half Uzumaki and then having the non-tails chakra yeah he's gonna have a lot more chakra to be able to do all these jutsus and everything like that then you got Sasuke who is a Uchiha and the whole power ups constantly given to the um to the Sharagon and the um things and the things of that nature and we kind of go into this backstory where we learn about the sage of six paths and where chakra originated from and now all of a sudden Naruto and Sasuke are now the incarnations of the first Senju and Uchiha, Indra and Ashura. I'm like, how how how, how Sakura is supposed to compare to that? How she, nobody how she supposed to compare to reincarnations? Cause they were just regular ninjas, not not a reincarnations. I'm like, yeah, the goalpost is constantly moving. So how are you supposed to keep up with the goalpost constantly moving? Like, she's never going to catch up when the goalpost is constantly moving, y'all. Like, come on now.
And the thing that bothers me the most and what you definitely see that where a lot of the a lot of the issue with soccer from the phantoms, which happens to be sadly mostly male, is that she is often compared to Hinata. I've seen this so much on social media, in Reddit forums, on Twitter, or on TikTok, YouTube videos. She's always compared to Hinata. Now, out of the entire fandom, even more than Naruto and Sasuke, I have never seen two characters constantly being constantly com- be compared to each other than these two females. And the reason they're constantly compared, which is very obvious, one, look at the fact of how any of the female characters are written in the show. They're really not really given much development compared to their male counterparts, especially with Naruto and Sasuke. Like... Shippuden, I swear you might have better just that Shippuden should have been should have been called Naruto and Sasuke, because literally, if it wasn't about those two, your your character probably wasn't gonna get developed. Let's just face it. Then not only that, with Sakura and Hinata, they are complete opposites of each other, and they're literally they are they are both the love interests of the two male two main male leads, Naruto and Sasuke. You know, Hinata for Naruto. Sakura is for Sasuke. Now with Hinata, she is opposite of Sakura when where she is shy, she is the mirror, she is the eldest child of the Hughes clan, so she comes from a clan. And when you compare her to Sa- Sakura, Sakura is more outspoken. She speaks her mind. She's um, very stubborn, a little bit hot-headed. Um, and not only that, I've also also seen them being compared body-wise. Well, Hinata has more of a feminine figure. Well, Sakura is more of a tomboyish figure. So her breasts are not as prominent. Like, she has breasts. They're there. They're just not as big as her. Sakura, um, she's more of a brawler type. So when you constantly watching these characters get compared, it's usually down to their their features as a female compared more of their feet compared to Sasuke and not on that but when you look at their personalities they're both are in, they both are in love with you know Naruto and Sasuke however when you look at their level of love for each for these male characters Sakura yes she's in love with Sasuke but Sasuke isn't her motivation into how she um, uh, of why she betters herself her motivation to be to better herself and become a better ninja is because she doesn't want Naruto and Sasuke to always be the ones she doesn't want to be a damsel in distress essentially because that's kind of what how she feels how she sees herself in their group is like I'm the damsel in distress I'm always the one on in the background and they always the one main one fighter I don't want to do that anymore I want to you know be stronger which she, and she and she doesn't Tsunade doesn't ask her, oh, I'm a, doesn't go to her and say, I'm going to train you. Tsunade doesn't pursue Sakura compared to um, Orochimaru and Jiraiya pursuing Naruto and Sasuke. Sakura goes to hers. Sakura goes to Tsunade and asks, hey, train me. And she puts in the work to be, to, and puts in the work. Now looking at Hinata, Hinata is... As the oldest, she is being trained by her dad to eventually be, you know, basically rule her her clan because that's what her, that will be her position since she is the oldest. Almost every character that we see, Shikamaru, 
Choji, Eno, Hinata, Kiba, Shino. They are um, um, um they are pretty much the oldest child in their family. So that means as the oldest, they're gonna be the next line to lead their clan. So they're gonna be they're, so they're gonna be higher expectations from them so that's why Hinata was trained was being trained as hard and ruthless as she was as a child but Hinata doesn't have the heart for that lifestyle and thus she is eventually disowned and now that that all that expectations now put on um her younger sister and with Hinata her motivation to be a stronger ninja isn't for herself it's not Oh, I'm I want to be I'm a, I'm gonna be stronger in my my skills so I can show my dad and prove that I am capable of leading my clan, or you know it's not for herself. It's always for Naruto. It's always for a male character, which is Naruto, the, the main MC. So and this is shown Ebony when she is in her fight, the tuning exams when it's the one-on-one battles when she's going against her cousin Neji, and she puts up a good fight. She puts up a good fight. He hits her in the heart. At that point, she should have stopped because Neji, at this point, he is so peed off with the main branch of the family that he's taking all that hatred on, on Hinata. And his point at this time, he's about to kill this girl. And Hinata, at the point, after she got hit, hit first time in the chest, she should have stopped. But then she hears Naruto in the background talking about, hey, Hinata, don't give up, don't give up. And she's like... I'm approving because he's inspired me. It's my ninja way. I don't care how much of an inspiration a man is to me. After I got hit in the chest, I'm not going to keep going. I'm not going to keep fighting. Because now, now Neji's like, oh, I'm about to kill her. Which he literally almost did if it wasn't for um the, the um, Kakashi and Guy Sensei. And um, I can't remember who Hinata's team leader name is her stopping Neji from killing her because he was about to kill her with this next blow he was about to kill her not only that but again we see this we see Hinata's motive uh, motivation to be better is not again it's not for herself it's literally for Naruto we see this again in the um, fourth grade ninja war when they're in battle they're talking about you know they're you know the you know the leaders of each um squadrons talk um giving like their speeches and stuff and she's like we have to do this to protect Naruto Ma'am, this great ninja war isn't just about Naruto. It's about the entire ninja world. It's not just Naruto. He's a part of it. He's a piece of it. But it's not solely about him, ma'am. And that's my issue with her as a character. Is literally her motivation to be better a ninja is literally for Naruto. It's not for herself. And no point in the show is not is, does he not to say, I'm going to train better. I'm going to have my cousin train me, you know, Neji after, you know, his uh his his hatred was dissolved trained me to be better for myself so i can prove something prove i can do this for myself and prove to my dad that hey i can lead my clan i am capable of being a strong leader from that no it's for naruto Naruto. i'm just like and that's my issue with her character but that shows why a lot of male male fans in the show like her because she is technically is is presented as an ideal female 
waifu is the term they like to use the you know the the perfect anime wifey she's shy she demure demure she doesn't really talk back to other people her entire motivation is to support naruto to support a man well he soccer yes she loves sasuke but her motivation to better herself is for herself which she does sasuke is is kind of becomes an afterthought once she has reached that level of so like she became a freaking doctor sir she op- when she comes an adult she opens up clinics so the trauma that these children are facing they can heal from this trauma so they don't have to suffer the way her teacher did the way Sai did, the way Sasuke did, the way Naruto did. She opens clinics to help these children. What does he not to do? What does he not to do? Because according to the last, um, to the last Naruto movie, what her not to been doing since um, the end of the Four and War has been sewing a damn scarf for Naruto. That's that's what what she's been doing. That's what she's been doing for this past time. That's what she's been doing. As a great ninja war, I'm so scarf for Naruto. And it's just like, this is a character they like, but when you understand how they're constantly being pitted against each other and this, and this, and the how they're presented is ridiculous. It's literally rooted in misogyny. Because when you talk, when you do ask these fans, why do you hate Sakura so much? Why do you think she's trash? There's always those three points. They always bring up Hinata, and it's usually about their personality or their uh, body figure. Talking about Hinata got bigger breasts and blah blah blah, stuff like that. Um, she made fun of an orphan, fun of an orphan, which they clearly did not understand the context of that scene, on lack comprehension. There's the oh, she told she messed with Naruto feelings because he loved, because she said she loved him. Again, not understanding and not and again not understanding context and lacking comprehension. Or the fact that they say, even in the fourth grade Ninja War, she's still begging Sasuke for her. She is not begging Sasuke for her. Again, that is literally lacking comprehension skills. If you watch the scene um, after the fourth grade Ninja War ends, Sasuke, before Naruto and Sasuke go to their final battle, Sakura pleads with Sasuke yet again, saying, please do not go. She does not want him to continue down this path. And, you know, have this final battle with Naruto. And she's not asking him to, hey, don't go, stay with you. She's saying, please, she wants, she's literally telling him, please don't go. I want us to be a team again. She, want us, she wants it to be the way they were. That's what she's telling. She doesn't, she wants their team to be the way they used to be when they were little. When they, you know, when things were, you know, happy before all this, you know, before all this drama that occurred. She wants to go back to that time for them to be the way they used to be. So Sakura, throughout the show, if you actually pay attention and understand the, the context of the scene, understand her as a character and her development, you see that she is not useless and she is not trash. She is uh, an individual, a regular um, ninja who has learned the hardships of the real world through her team she learned she learns about the various trump she learns about the various trauma and thus develops this more compassion she um develops herself into becoming a um a stronger ninja so she doesn't allow herself to be a damsel in distress no more and even though she is the best medical ninja 
that has best on um, Konoichi in the village now. She has to pass her teacher. She still has doubts about her abilities, and that is shown in Baruto when she is um, helping Sasuke train their daughter Sarada. She still has doubts about herself that, which is understandable. That what makes her real. She still has doubts about her abilities and how strong she is. That sometimes, you know, her, her, Sasuke, her husband, I'd be like, nah, Sasuke, you strong and stuff. Like, there's words of encouragement. Because even when you become the best at whatever you um, you worked hard to achieve, sometimes you still may have doubts. Like, even I have doubts myself, and that's why I love her as a character and why do I relate to her so much. Because, like, Sakura, yeah, I got, I got teased in school. Like, a lot of people... I've, I've gotten used to people telling me things like, especially from boys, oh, you're so pretty, you're so good, you make a good wifey someday, you'll make somebody a good girlfriend someday. Or I'll get told that, but then I also get people um, playing with my emotions, telling me they like me, and be like, oh, no, nah, I was just a prank, bro. Or make fun of me because I didn't fall into the idea of what a black girl should behave like in high school because at that point in time I was getting more into anime in high school I was watching like Inuyasha and all those things like that so I got picked on a lot but on the other hand I got praised and applauded when I did um when I started off I was I, I was I was pretty much a skilled dancer and so at the time I entered dance battles and things like that always got praise and stuff like that but then on the other hand I'm being made fun of because I don't fit what you think I should behave like as a black female and then as you know after you know high school you go into college that whole struggle with graduating and all that crap but I relate to Sakura because she is a character that is relatable I can't really relate to Sasuke I never had my older brother annihilate my entire clan I never had both my parents get killed by you know five demons but I'm pretty sure there's some people that probably can relate to some aspect of the level of probably you know not having both parents in their lives or something similar than that or you know having somebody you trust like you know a brother betray betray your trust so you could actually probably relate to that on that note but a lot of um, male fans I've noticed kind of imagine themselves as Naruto and think that because Naruto was so nice to Sakura and all this stuff that she should reward his niceness with her affection and her love and that's not how that works. So it's giving very nice guy syndrome. Like, oh, I'm just, an, I'm a nice guy. Why are you going... That's really what's giving me. It's like, I'm Naruto. I'm the nice guy. Why are you going for Sasuke, the bad boy? And passing off Sasuke's trauma as bad boy issues is ridiculous. But I will discuss that whole note, um, whole other video. But it's just like, with Sakura's character, is literally a lack of understanding her as a person. And just, um, smooth, and just smoothing her down to this just basic idea misogynistic ideals and comparing her to another person who does not fit what you believe a woman should behave or how a woman should behave and it's just absolutely ridiculous and when it comes to, to Sakura I will always love her character I will always support her character she will always be my number one character out of this entire show because I understand her character development it makes sense so when I do see 
um, when I do watch um, others' reactions of the Naruto series and the fact that they, um, especially when they're guys, and it's always and it's always guys too, and it's just like, and, and I don't I don't think many of them even realize it, that they subconsciously do it, but it's just like when her character is introduced and like the like after the first scene of her, you know, talking to Sasuke about you know Naruto being a brat and stuff. They automatically pass off a character. So at that point, from that scene on, they literally sort of ignore anything else that happens with Sakura. They literally, um, that they literally just ignore it. I remember watching this reaction um, with this um, group of YouTubers they call R R T T V Roundtable TV, and I watched their reaction of you know Naruto and Shippuden. And during the mom- the part where Sakura is just talking about in the first part Naruto when Sakura um in the episode Sakura blooms he's um this is Sakura blooms they talk no it's in Shippuden when Sakura is going over is doing a whole um inner monologue before they show her um unlocking the 100 seal jutsu mark they're literally talking over her monologue of uh, a monologue of her discussing her development they're literally talking over it it's like it's it's like it's it's like a subconscious thing for them to automatically just ignore when it comes to Sakura. Meanwhile, Hinata, when her little moments of screen, she's like, "Oh yeah, Hinata, yeah, that's wifey right there." That's you. That's usually the words that literally come out of their mouths when there's a male watching the show. That's wifey right there. They're literally saying this about Hinata, who barely has any screen time on character and who barely has any interactions with Naruto whatsoever for her to be considered a waifu but because of how she is presented on the show compared to Sakura she is waifu which is literally rooted in nothing but a misogynistic idea of what a woman should be so that is it for today's episode I hope you guys enjoy it let me know your thoughts let me know who's your favorite Naruto character and I'll see you guys next time for another episode of Real Geek Talk bye